You guys, we are back at it again. I am here with my homie, Brian. Hello. What are back, we back again? Today? Um, today, I think we're going to talk about. It came from you know your your question. I think at the end of our last. Uh, chat in regards to favorite all-time movies um we were getting to, getting toward the end of, end of that conversation so i think it was going to be uh t- too tough to get into it on that but we decided we'd get back together here and have a little conversation about that so talk about our favorite movies of all time this yes also and i'm gets, also get to know you even a little bit better because i think yeah no, i think i think i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that um our choices are probably not gonna line up 100 percent uh yes i i agree (laughs) you're gonna cackle Um, i bet i mean my favorite isn't like my little pony but i feel like you're gonna laugh at me well uh well i have that on my list so oh ouch that's weird yeah yeah so i guess i'll uh me take that (laughs) off real quick need a minute i'll go first (laughs) first. uh so i think we talked about doing three or five. I think I think it's okay if we do top five. I mm-hmm. you know if you want to if we want to go from countdown from five to one and and just kind of go back and forth and you know let me know what what you think. But I think starting with number five, uh, if you want to give yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Grinch the is Grinch. number five. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the old Grinch, not Jim Carrey. No offense. I thought that was really cute, but I did not grow up celebrating Christmas. Okay. And the the Christmas that, like the little Christmas or whatever, the like the season that I had or that I experienced growing up, um, of course, the Grinch was on TV. And that really mm-hmm. encapsulated, is that the word, how I felt about Christmas? Just yeah. like seeing everybody being so happy and yeah. me being a kid and hating everybody being so happy. <laughs> you took you took it to a dark place. Yeah, I was like, ugh. All of the, and it wasn't even like, as a child, it wasn't, very it wasn't uh-huh. like the commercialism i wasn't like a hippie right. i just i don't know i grew up in a foster home i didn't understand why people were so happy and i remember like the lexus commercials with the big bow and the snow and how obnoxious like it would make me physically angry don't worry mm-hmm. everybody i have gone through a lot of therapy to get to a point where <laughs> i like christmas now but I watch The Grinch every year. My stocking has a Grinch on it. The Grinch holds a special place in my heart. And the song, the, oh, I should look The song, it. yeah. Um, You're a mean one, Mr. Yes. Grinch? Like, I yeah. just, I now, love it. It's almost kind of spooky. And I like that um, consternation of emotion. It's my favorite. Well, and I was going to say, okay, so... Is the Grinch is it considered a movie or is it more of a TV show? What do you think? Not that it matters. I'm just wondering because it's, yeah, it's, it's. I thought it was a movie. Like it, it wasn't ever in theaters. It was just no. Like a, and it's not. You know, not that I think about it. It's not even that long. It was just. 
that was but it, it works though this movie yeah and so yeah. And in my head as a kid i thought the grinch and the grouch were like cousins like their mom <laughs> were sisters dude i've never thought about it. they're both green <laughs> they're both grumpy they're both grumpy they're both green they're both yeah what i thought their is... moms were sisters legit for they're both angry her cousins, long I thought lost distance like cousins. cousins. This whole time, I mean, not this whole time, but as a kid. I wonder if. Okay, <laughs> so no, now now you've now you've taken me down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, so if I you wonder, though, know just like how crazy I was as a kid, um, I'll tell you about my situation with McDonald's. I'll tell you that <laughs> in, like later, but you okay, know, okay. Play place. And grimace and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go on a tangent. The the burger, not the not the burglar, hamburglar, but there was a a police officer that was a hamburger. Yeah, yeah. Uh was it, it I can't remember his name, but I know what you're talking about. But it bothered me as a kid. That bothered me so bad because I wondered where did he live and what did he eat? Because he was in charge of like protecting the play place from <laughs> from, from the, the hamburger, hamburger. You know, and steal. And so I was like, but what does he eat? Because he's a hamburger. Oh, yeah. Look I at me know. sharing my crazy with you. That's the kind of kid I was. That is no, that's awesome. And I'm as you're talking, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at Oscar the Grouch and the Grinch on here. So the Oscar the Grouch, he 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 came along after the Grinch. So I'm wondering if there was some inspiration. But also the original, I, I never knew this, but the original Oscar the Grouch was orange. He wasn't green. Oh, I didn't know ne- that. I never knew that either. I'm glad they made him green. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, in my mind, it makes sense because that's the way I've always seen him. But yeah. And 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 two, you you mentioned the Jim Carrey movie. Mm-hmm. That, that movie is quite good, in my opinion. I very much, but I love Jim Carrey. He's so animated. He's like the perfect person mm-hmm. for that role. Yes. Yeah, and that, I did. I do enjoy that one. Uh, Lily, uh, my daughter, she's a huge fan of that one as well. So we get to check that one out most every year. Yeah, at Christmas time. That's a good live action, but I love the old cartoon. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. No, I'm I'm gonna have to do some. I'm gonna have to do some massive research on this whole Grinch and Grouch connection. That's so, so awesome. I just assumed because of the similarities that they were related, and um, it's not bad. Not a bad thought. I'm here for it. The hamburger person. Yeah, that's <laughs> anxiety. I hated the play place because I couldn't understand the logic of those stupid characters. I, I don't remember the sheriff's name. I knew I remember Mary McCheese. <laughs> I remember that one. How old are we? Uh, police officer McDonald's play place. <laughs> officer Big Mac. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's his Friday. name. Officer Big Mac. He's McDonald. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. Who- wow. But isn't he a big hamburger? <laughs> yeah, he's a Big Mac. His head's a Big Mac. See, now... But, okay, so listen to this. Okay, so you know how there's, like, these fandom wiki pages for, like, everything? 
This, mm-hmm. Like there's a site called, called fandom.com. Okay. So on McDonald's, McDonald's fandom.com for officer Big Mac, I kid you not is it says his death. Okay. Under his death, it says, although not confirmed, it is believed that he and Mayor McCheese got into a shootout during a bad trafficking deal <laughs> and both lost their lives after taking out 58 burger men. <laughs> <laughs> it, says, it says he left his wife, a widow and his, 26 of 58 of his kids without a father. 32 oh. of those kids were from his side affairs and were left fatherless from the start. So in technicality, he didn't leave them fatherless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really good. Uh, I, that is funny. Oh my gosh. No, I need to send me that. That's hilarious. But yes, if 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 you wonder... If you need, if you know my son in real life, hopefully this makes more sense about why my son is the way he is. But (laughs) that way as a kid, because I am the age where that officer Big Mac jail thing, that was a thing. And I was just like this. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to keep us safe. How does he eat? We're we're in hamburger. (laughs) Like, I hate, take me way down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's so uh, funny, though. <laughs> What's your number five? Your All right. Well, favorite. Is, hey, my number five on my top five movie list, and this is going to be a complete departure from from what we just were talking about. Shenanigans. Uh, craziness. Yes. But I liked it. Uh, but my number five is Unforgiven. And it's the Western mm-hmm. with Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman. Um, I haven't seen it. Who else was that? Gene Hackman. You've never seen Unforgiven. Nope. It's amazing. I'm, it's amazing. Okay, I'm so down. growing up, my uh, my dad and my grandfather um, on my mom's side, both big Western movie fans. So I kind of grew up watching old Western movies with them. Um, so anytime a new or a good one came out or, you know, as a current one, I would always look into it, check it out. And so Unforgiven, though, is one of my... Again, obviously it's top five, but yeah, it's, it's my, I, there are several Westerns. I like, I like, I like the movie Tombstone. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen Tombstone? Yes. Yeah. I saw that one. Tell me you've seen that. Yeah. Okay. So Tombstone is, is up there, is up there, but Unforgiven. Okay. Unforgiven is, um, it's good. Okay. So Unforgiven and Unforgiven and, uh, Clint Eastwood is an older gunfighter who mm-hmm. is kind of being brought back into into that life or into that, that world. Um, he's, his family's kind of down to the luck. His wife has passed away. This is not a spoiler for you or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he needs money. He's got two two kids. He needs money and he gets drawn back in um, to take out or try to take out some, some killers and, and some bad lawmen uh, that are roughing up some women in a small town that is nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clint Eastwood directed it. Um, it also, I did, I believe it won Best Picture uh, mm-hmm. that year. Yes, he won Best Picture. He won Best Director. Um, Gene Hatman won Best Supporting Actor. Anyway, I, it's it's a great movie. The, 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 the scenery is awesome. But just the, the story, Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood together are both very, they're very good. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it if you've never seen it, but it's definitely, um, yeah, it's number five on, on my list. Great no. one. Well, I put it, I'm going to add it to mine because I haven't seen it. I do have. Yeah, a, it's great. Now I'm questioning, can you hear my stomach? 
growling. Um, <laughs> um, I do have a Western, but it's not, it's not a movie, but it's, it's, it's a tell, it was a television series. Okay. Of not like a bunch of seasons. It was just one like movement. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, but it was, it's my number four. Okay. Hatfield and McCoy's. Really? Okay. So the, 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 the recent, the, original, the recent one, the most recent one, it yes, has, I did watch it. Oh, it was, yes, so I did watch it. Good. It was, so, in my opinion, it was so well done. I can watch that over and over and over again. And I'm trying to figure out how old Ethan needs to be before he watches it. I think they won the Emmys that year. Um, mm -hmm. Let me just do my little list of, who who else was in that with uh, opposite Bill Paxton? Um, was that was it Kevin Costner? Yes, it was Kevin Costner. Okay. Maybe because it was based on a real thing, mm -hmm. like it it felt like oh this is also history. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. This is I pulled up the actual feud, but it it was a real thing that happened and. Costner's a Costner's a big fan of the the western. I think because he does it so good. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Twenty twelve, so not that far mm -hmm. uh, back, but yes, Kevin Costner, and it's about a bitter blood feud between the two families on the West Virginia Kentucky border in the years after the Civil War. So yeah. Kevin Costner, Bill Paxton. Um, there's a a few other names. I keep pulling mm -hmm. up. I'm sorry. Um, but just I I've loved Kevin Costner since The Bodyguard first. <laughs> <laughs> I just I loved the acting and the scenery, like you said, and um, I just thought the writing was phenomenal. So I I watched that series and. I, I think it's four parts. It might be three. I watch it at least once a year. I watch it twice. Okay. A year. No, and I would, I would consider it pretty much a movie. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like a, it's like a, a like a limited series. I think it was like four or five episodes, but it just seems like a longer, like a long movie. But yeah, I did, I did watch that back then. I think it was a, uh, was it on A and E? I think mm -hmm. originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was good. It was really good. Uh, and the history part of it, because until I watched it, when I watched it the first time, when it first came out, um, I didn't know that was a real feud that was documented that, you know, really happened. So then it made me um, research it a little bit more, but yes, Kevin Costner, Bill Paxton also, I mean, they won the every award that year because of it. And it was just, it was phenomenal. Um, Very cool. It was on the history channel. So same thing. Oh, History Channel. Okay, okay. But yes. Yeah, that was uh, good. I'm trying to think of who else. Jenna Malone, which Jenna Malone was in Bastard Out of Carolina, like a long time, like as a kid, and she, mm -hmm. she really, um, I thought she's a really talented actress. I haven't seen anything with yeah, her. Yeah, there was a good. They had a good cast. They had, definitely had a good cast in that. I remember that, like good overall. 
And there was a, wasn't there like a kind of a Romeo and Romeo and Juliet situation going on too? Yeah. Uh, John Bell, Rob Mormon, Sam Reed. I mean, a bunch of basically all white guys, but. (laughs) Well, that that stands to reason with that time period, I think. Yeah. After the Civil War. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a black person in sight. What is your number four? <laughs> um, okay, so my number four, which is actually, I just was looking at this when you mentioned when that uh, that one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that of the five, number four is the most my most recent one, and it's from 1998. So I don't know what that says, but so yeah, so the latest one out of my top five is 98, and it's this one, and it's uh, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, dang. So this one, 1998? I, I am 1998. Oh. And wow. I have I have for the longest time, again, ever since I was a kid, I think my dad kind of got me into this um at a younger age when he he was always big into the history stuff as well. And I've been um all over and all into World War II history for forever. So I'll read, I read a ton of, um, you know, nonfiction books and uh, another series that is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite of all time, is Band of Brothers, which is an Mm. HBO series, which is amazing. I read the book also, and it's amazing. Um, But yeah, so so Saving Private Ryan um, is, I went and saw it at the movie theater with a buddy of mine back then, and um, we actually did it. I think I was in uh, a history class in summer school that summer. Because it came out in July of '98, I was in summer classes at uh, Tarrant County Junior College. Hey. In college, and um, part of a, an assignment we had was to go and watch the movie. We could get extra credit. It was part of for the history class, so we went and watched it. I was good. I'd see it anyway, so that was easy, right? Easy enough. But I remember watching it, and the full, the whole first 30, 45 minutes of that movie. And you've seen the movie, right? Yes, but it's not okay. Time. But you remember that the whole first. 30 to 45 minutes of it is the Normandy beach landing mm-hmm. a battle. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but just watching that and how they made it and how they did it and how, um, like you have a hard time not like watching it and not putting, trying to imagine putting yourself in the place of those people mm-hmm. and thinking about how many of these people volunteered to do this. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking what, would, would I have done that? Like, mm. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of, um, a lot of the, the men and women back then. They did it because, you know, one, it was patriotism, right? Two, it was also the, the you know, coming out of the depression and money was short a lot in a lot of places in the country, and this was going to be some. This could be money for some of them, for their family and 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 yeah. all that. And so that was a, that was part of it too. Um, so. But again, I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I watch it. And every time I watch it, I think, I think that same thing to myself is like, what would I have done? What yeah. would I put myself in that position? Like, I'd like to think I would, but man, when you watch that, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it was, um, yeah. So it's always been one of my favorites. Of course, you got Tom Hanks uh, in there. Uh, Matt Damon yeah. is in there towards the end. Um, but just a really good cast all the way around. And this is one of my two, one of two in the top five that was robbed of the best picture Academy award this one. And it's been a kind of a long standing kind of controversy is it lost best picture that year to 
uh, Shakespeare in Love. Ah, ever... Claire now, No. No, no, no. This one was the one with, um, what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Ah, uh, no. So, it, so yeah, it, it, that movie won Best Picture, but there's this big, again, there's this big controversy over it um, because of, you know, apparently every year at the, at the Oscars, there's these like big, I don't know if they're like these committees that back these movies and you've got these different producers and stuff that they try to push their films for these awards. And mm-hmm. there's all this backroom dealings and things. And so uh, a name you've probably heard of that was involved in pushing Shakespeare in love that year was Harvey Weinstein. <gasps> Yikes. Yeah. So essentially he, he pushed them. He did all this stuff behind the scenes and it ended up winning best picture when many thought that saving private Ryan was going to be the winner. Ugh. So anyway, it was robbed, but, but, uh, but yeah, that will, this was gross pedophile type. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Uh, just a gross skeevy guy. Boo. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Is that still a thing? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I think they still get behind it and they still have these, you know, behind the scenes machinations that get behind these movies. It's kind of like the Grammys behind albums and, you get all these, um, uh, you know, publicists and, and companies and stuff trying to push their albums and movies for awards. And I think that's a big part of it. And a lot of times it comes down to who can grease whose palm the most, you know, yeah. but, uh, but that was, that was definitely one year. Where I think it raised a lot of eyebrows. It was like, wait, wait, wait a minute here, you know, <laughs> yeah, Not, nothing against Shakespeare, nothing against Shakespeare, nothing against Shakespeare being in love, nothing <laughs> against any of that, but Gwyneth. but yeah, but come on, come on. Anyway, that's my oh, number four. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, not, yeah, I don't hate Gwyneth Paltrow, but Tom Hanks. I know, Tom Hanks. And at least he doesn't have a candle that smells like his body. His, yeah, smell. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Like Gwyneth. I'm not we'll go there, though. Fan, but yeah, but okay. And as I make fun of that, Erica Badu has the same thing. A candle? Yeah, she's got like incense and candles that um, smell like her essence. <laughs> her, her essence, quote unquote essence. Okay. <laughs> what you just made was hilarious. <laughs> Erica, Erica Badu is, she's a, she's a gem though. I, yeah. I, I, I like her a lot. Uh, that's that's a we get off on that tangent but no i do like her i'm a fan of her brand of crazy um yes for sure okay so my so number three my number three is harlem nights <laughs> that's a great movie you see that movie yeah with eddie murphy yes yeah of course was it eddie murphy and richard Pryor? yes brian I yes, yes 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 Friend. Um, I it's been a long time, but I have seen. It. I don't know that I've ever said that name in front of a white person, and they knew what the fuck, I, what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Parental advisory. Night. I guess I have to watch it, and I'm like, no, 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 don't watch it. It's too black. If you've never heard of it, don't worry about it. Um, yes, Harlow Nights is a very uber black movie but it's uh 1989 mm-hmm. it has eddie murphy richard pryor who i love richard pryor he has a terrible mouth. Ma- he had a terrible mouth but i thought he was a phenomenal comedian 
Um, oh yeah, for, for sure. And uh, let's see, Red Fox, who was also um, a great comedian, and he, that was his last. That was his last movie. Yeah, yeah. died. Um, Della Reese, who a lot of people know from Touched by an Angel. <laughs> yep. um, Charlie Murphy, who's Eddie's brother, who also I, he recently passed away. But anyway, yeah, he passed away um, too. It's a very funny movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a crime comedy movie, and it's set in the old, mm, like the thirties, I think. Yeah, and. <laughs> A lot of one-liners, a lot of just inside jokes. And so, like, Mm -hmm. a couple of my favorites are, oh, you want to shoot me in the pinky toe? Like, there's just, there's so many different (laughs) things. Also, Della Reese, who a lot of people will know from Touched by an Angel, she was also a pastor. Um, But in this movie, she was uh, a madam. So she was in charge of all the girls. And so, like, one of her good line one of her hilarious lines was i am in charge of the girls it, all of the like the the sex workers in the casino of this mm-hmm. underground um uh establishment where they like were drinking and smoking and having fun and stuff and so she and red fox i just it it was a good movie it had a lot of black greats in it and um it just felt like blackity black 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 and i watched it (laughs) (laughs) like for the first time i watched it uh, i think in my early 20s and it's also just been you know lots of cuss words lots of well you got eddie Eddie murphy's like really young yeah you had eddie murphy and richard Pryor in there together so there was going to be some colorful language right yes it was but they're both both geniuses yeah both of them just geniuses comedic timing off the charts like i just i i just it's one of my favorites and i will continue to watch it and you were the first white person that has said yeah <laughs> no i've seen it <gasps> what yeah 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 and uh you, you know another thing too is uh herbie hancock did the music for the movie yeah 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 which is which is cool you know yeah so it just which al- <laughs> always makes me think of uh tommy boy have you seen tommy boy that guy in a little coat? Yes. The beginning of the movie when he's taking a test and it's, it's like a fill in the blank test in college, which when did that oh. ever happen? And, okay, no. and he writes in Herbie, Herbie, he writes in Herbie Hancock instead of John Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, that. Yes. I haven't seen Tommy Boy in a long time. Oh, rest in peace. Do we have to mention a dead celebrity every single time we get together? Rest in peace. Well, Della Reese. Della Reese. Right. Four years ago, I think four or five years ago, she died. Yeah, but also R.I.P. Della. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is I started when I started thinking about this list, I, I I thought you know there's tons of movies that I would anytime it's on TV I will stop down and watch it, mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't I tried to <laughs> try to think of the ones that were like great like that but also great movies so mm-hmm. like like you know overall movies everything in, involved and so Tom. Because if I was just making a list of the movies, I would literally stop and watch every time. Then you'd have like yeah. Tommy Boy, Dumb and Dumber, anything by Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's, okay. that's just funny. Honorable mention, 
and I didn't watch it till later. I watched it maybe five years ago, but the Christmas Hanukkah Adam Sandler movie that he did. Uh, the, the cartoon one? Yeah. Eight Crazy Nights, I think is what it's called. Yeah, that was a really good situation. Yeah, yeah. I cackled and I think I even cried. Like, I thought that was really well done. <laughs> I, I've i never watched it all the way through. I've seen it. I've seen it on TV before, but I've, n- I've never watched the whole thing. So I thought it was cute. But I do. I know of it. Okay. What is well, that's cool. Favorite? No, Harlem Nights is good. Yes. <laughs> uh, number three for me. Number three for me is... Uh, was a game changer for me as a kid and where my fandom would go in, in the future and still is to this very I'm moment. flip this computer. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, number three for me is what a lot of people think is the best of the bunch uh, as far as these movies are concerned. And I would agree. And it's The Empire Strikes Back. So that's uh, a Star Wars movie. I know we talked about this recently. <laughs> You know, you started trying to watch them, but you didn't get very far just yet. But but the Star Wars movie, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. um, so much, so much. So this one came out in 1980. Um, I was only three at the time. Um, so so I didn't I didn't I don't I, I didn't see it in the theater, but I remember watching it, you know, once it was out on TV as a, as a little kid. This one, um, you know, you'd see the original Star Wars on TV from time to time and, and this one as well. But this one always captured my attention the most. This is the one where you find out. Um, you get more more information as to Darth Vader, and you know, spoiler alert: uh, if anybody hasn't seen it since 1980, uh, he's Luke Skywalker's father. Um, you got but, a father. Yes. Okay. So you learned that. Um, you know, you've you've got all sorts of things. You got the the planet, uh, the, um, the the battle at the beginning on 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 Hoth, which is this ice planet, which was just cool. I mean, the technology and stuff that they had for the time, um, and how they did all of the the special effects and everything, just ridiculous as a kid i was like what are what are my eyes seeing you know it was like things were just jumping off this small tv screen in my in my house yeah and so uh but yeah this is my favorite one there's just so much going on in this one and um and yeah so i very much am a big back that would be my number three empire strikes back Okay, I haven't, yes. I haven't gotten that far. The Empire I, Strikes Back. Ethan. So I didn't open it and spoil anything for you there, but I'm guessing you already knew that since like yeah, in the last like 40 that. years, everyone's <laughs> talked about it, right? Oh my gosh, you say Sorry. 1980 was 40 years ago. That hurts my feelings. Uh, Nearly 41 years ago that it came out. It came out in May of 1980. I was born in 82. That means I'm almost 40. Well, I'm not going to cry for you because I'm, I'm, I've done past that line. I, it's, it's in my rearview mirror. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, true. Um, okay, I'll, I'm going to text you when I get to that. I need to watch it, but I also have to. Mm-hmm. Who wants me to watch? I need to ask you about this. Oh, it's a um, she wants me to watch Lovecraft Country. Have you seen that? Um, no, but I've heard it's good. And it's, uh, I, I, I set it to record, I think on it's like an HBO show, I believe, or Showtime, one or the other. And, mm-hmm. um, I said it's recorded. I just, and they've, they've all recorded. I just haven't started watching them yet. I just haven't had time to sit down and watch them, but, um, but no, I've heard it's good. It looks good. Yeah. She wants me to watch it. She says it's really good. Yeah, um, it's definitely one I want to check out for sure. 
Okay, so now we're on number two. Yes, number two. Uh, the Go Family Stone. Which one? The Family Stone. The Family Stone. Okay, I've heard of it. Not seen it, but I have heard of it. Um, <laughs> I feel like people are gonna. I don't care what people think. This is my podcast. Um, the Family Stone. <laughs> You're right. It it came out in 2005. It has. Let me think. Because all okay. the white, all the white people, all the white people. I went yeah. from all the black people to all the white people. It has Claire Danes, Sarah Jessica Parker. My oh, you lose me there. Favorite, Diane Keaton, huh? You lose me at Sarah Jessica Parker. She is a small role, and and she's just okay. annoying as you would think she would be. But she redeems. <laughs> she very cool. Very cool. But she's very annoying in the beginning. Uh, Dermot. How do you say his name? Dermot Mulroney. Yes. He's yep. in it. Uh, he's the boyfriend. But. Okay. Oh, also, also, also. It has um, Craig T. Nelson, who. Yeah, coach. Coach. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. So coach and Diane Keaton are married. And. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, but it's very depressing because somebody dies. And I'm <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this is your second depressing Christmas movie. <laughs> I know. I see a pattern for me. <laughs> I've had lots of therapy, you guys, I swear. Um, I love the redeeming quality of it. It's it is there is a depressing quality to it, and it is a Christmas movie, but the acting is really <laughs> good and i love diane keaton she's awkward like i'm awkward i feel like she's just a white woman a rich white woman you wear but bowler hats and stuff when you're I out and about bowler hat don't don't do it <laughs> i have one I can't wear it i have braids all the time i mean you only need one i mean let's be honest and she's like a thousand of them i only have one um and i've <laughs> never worn it out of my house because i know my husband will just score mercy he will kill me if i wear it out um anyway it the message i like the message of the movie and so uh diane keaton has these i think three kids maybe four claire dane mm -hmm. um also there's another girl i'm forgetting is it rachel mcadams i yes. just saw her name on there yes. she's yes. she must have been very young at that point because yeah. i mean the latest thing i remember her from was like wedding crashers as far as like when I first remember seeing her in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is very young in this, but she did a great job. And, um, the lesson of love and family and what's important. And it's also a message of like choosing yourself. And so like in the midst of tragedy and commercialism and Christmas and everything mm -hmm. we think we're supposed to be doing um there's a really poignant message and so the family stone is my number two very cool so is it one that you would say like that you watch do you try to watch it every year do you watch it at christmas time it. or yeah. every I, year okay yeah i watch it every year because I, I like the acting what i i wish and now that i i mean i just looked at what number one is um, I'm a fan <laughs> of like, take me on a journey. Like I want to like, right. 
get in it. Um, and so I love it. Have you seen it? No, you should watch. No, it. no, no, no. I've not seen it. I know of it. I just never have seen it. I'm, I would imagine Kyla has seen it. <laughs> um, but I will, I will watch it though. Cause I'm a fan of the, the Christmas movie, especially like, um, there's one that, that she and I watch every year and we think it's funny and I don't know if anyone else does, but we want, it's called four Christmases. Yeah. Vince Vaughn and, and Jennifer Reese Witherspoon. No. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. And it's, it's so goofy. And I don't think it was like a widely lot of, you know, like movie, a big movie that everybody liked, but I think it's hilarious. There's a, Vince Vaughn to me is just funny. His mannerisms, yes. the way he acts is funny. Oh my, so, yes. so we watch that one. <laughs> he is so funny. Yeah, that one's good. That's cool. So that's your number two, right? Yep. What's your number two? All right. My number two is going to be uh, Pulp Fiction <gasps> by the great Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Now I know. That is Uma Thurman mm-hmm. and John Travolta. Samuel all L. The Jackson, people. all the people, all the people, Samuel Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. uh, Ving, Ving Rames is in there. Christopher Walken, Bruce Willis. It's got all sorts of people. Now I, I was in, let's see, this, this Ving came out in 94. Uh, what's that? Is Ving still alive? I haven't heard uh, that. Michael Clark, Michael Clark Duncan. He, a lot of people get him oh, and Michael Clark Duncan confused. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> great in the green in the Green Mile. If you've never seen that. Yeah. Um, Bing Rames is still alive. He's sixty-one. Yes. Yes. So this movie I saw in um, ninety-four. It was in ninety-four. So I was uh, sophomore, junior in high school around that time frame. <laughs> um, and and I hadn't seen at that point. I hadn't seen Reservoir Dogs, which came out prior to that this movie it's one of tarantino tarantino's earliest earlier movies mm-hmm. uh, might be his first um so this was my first kind of foray into tarantino and his movie style and mm-hmm. it's amazing uh, i mean i think i think i think most people who see it and go into an open mind they, they end up liking it i mean it's it's hugely quotable i mean there's so many lines you get quoted from this movie mm-hmm. um a lot of it we won't say here because you know <laughs> Just, just trying to keep it clean, right? PG for the for the families that might be yeah, listening. I already dropped um, bomb. It's fine. <laughs> I know, I know. But all of the interaction between um, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta's characters, um, and you've you've seen this movie too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So then the whole scene at the end with um, in the diner with Taren- with I'm sorry with Travolta and and Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Uh, this the scene where they're driving and, and John Travolta shoots Marvin, the guy Marvin who's sitting in the back seat of the car, shoots him in the face. They got to take it to the guy uh, guy's house, played by Tarantino, to get to have it cleaned. Harvey Keitel comes over; he's the cleaner, and he helps him get out of the mess and all this kind of stuff. But just all the one-liners and the lines back and forth—it's so well written. Um, I know Tarantino takes a lot and uh, takes a lot of flack for. Um, you know, his writing style at times, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, he likes to throw out a lot of racial epithets and stuff in his, in his writing. I mean, you see a lot of that, like, you know, Django Unchained is one of my favorite movies. There's a lot in that. And he, he gets, but by and large, everyone that's worked with him, um, whether, you know, a, a white actor, actress, black actor, black actress, it, it, 
anybody they they love working with yeah they love him and and i mean if you're if you're gonna get somebody like samuel jackson on board for multiple movies of yours and things like i mean i have to assume that that you know it's he's not looked at as far as in that community in the hollywood community he's not looked at in a poor light but i I just love his writing style the the soundtrack for the movie is great Hmm. um has a classic soundtrack so if you've never um, taking a dive into that, you should hit up your Spotify, listen to the Pulp yes. Fiction soundtrack. It's amazing. Um, the classic scene with Christopher Walken telling little Bruce Willis, uh, you know, about his father's watch that he brought back with him from the war and how he got it back. Got but, it back. Okay. Yeah. I need to go rewatch it. I have forgotten a lot about it. I mean, it's just so good. So, um, oh. and there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of open-ended things that people, uh, from the longest time have tried to figure out like what was in Marcellus Wallace's briefcase, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole, the whole, that whole deal. Um, You know, and then there's the great, uh, the great Bible passage, quote unquote, that Samuel Jackson's character, Julius quotes that a lot of people often quote. So, and which is kind of funny too, is if you, uh, I think it was, what was it? It was, uh, uh, what was the passage that he quoted? Ezekiel 25, 17. Um, is he doesn't quote it word for word, but you know, he takes liberties with it. But what's very funny is in uh, one of the Avengers movies, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but his character, um, Samuel Jackson's character, Nick Fury, he is uh, pretending to be dead or they're trying to pass him off as being dead. So on his gravestone, it says, it literally says Ezekiel 25 17, the path of the righteous man. So it, it it's like a little inception type. Oh, that's cool. For, I didn't know for that. Him. So yeah. So yeah, very cool. So yeah, that's my this is my number two. And, and this made me like I said, this I fall in love, fell in love with Tarantino and his movies. I, I don't think I've seen one. Yeah. There's maybe, maybe like the um I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen one of his movies that I've just hated. I've I've enjoyed nearly all of them. Like I said, Django and Chain was, was really good. What's that? Kill Bill. Yeah, the first like one. It especially i love the first one um the second one's good too but i partial to the first one mm-hmm. but the but yeah so then django unchained i also like the hateful eight which was great and it, it literally took place in one room for nearly three hours and it's just amazing so the, the guy can write his rear end off so anyway that's my number two that's my number two the hateful eight yep another one samuel jackson's in. It down. i mean i'm typing it under, under yes eight. very very good um, when you said is Ezekiel, that made me think also, this isn't a movie, but have you watched the boondocks of the television show? It's kind of old. Um, no, no, I, ha- I know what you're talking about. I've not seen it, but I know what you're, I've not watched a bunch of it, but I know what you're talking about. So he plays a character in that movie. He plays a white guy. Um, mm-hmm. and I can hear him saying Ezekiel, like I can hear him saying it as the cartoon character. So I think there's even a little, I think he says it on cool. Docs too. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. But I like that. Uh, I like that connection. Yeah. And uh, have you ever seen Jackie Brown? No. Another great one. Okay. Put that one on your list. Jackie Brown is great. Um, that's the one that. Yeah, Jackie Brown, that one came out in 97. That was his follow-up to and Pam Greer is in that, and she's amazing in it. Is that old um, or new? No, no, it's well, it's from 97. So it came out three years after Pulp Fiction. Oh. Is it like um, Blacks? Samuel it, Jackson's in that one too. 
No, no, not really. I mean, there's a little bit of that there, but it's it's the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black exploitation. Yeah, like the. Yeah, it's kind of got that vibe, like those old, like yeah, like the Shaft type movies and stuff. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that vibe, but but also, um, Inglorious Bastards is great. And then his latest was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which <gasps> I very much enjoy too. Okay, yes, I want to watch that too. Brad Pitt and uh, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio, very good movie. It's about um, definitely watch that one too. Murder, right? Yeah, kind of in a very loose way. It's about the uh, the Manson family murders. But, but it's it, it's 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 a it's a revisionist history on it though. Oh, it's a revisionist history. So so don't don't go into it <laughs> expecting it to be like a you know a retelling or a telling of that of that actual as it actually happened. It's mm-hmm. so it, it's good though. Go into it and, and with an open mind and, and I think you'll enjoy it. But yeah, it's really good. So that's my number two. Okay. All right. All right. Number one. Come on now. Is it is it a Christmas movie? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a Christmas movie. (laughs) Um, it is a bunch of white people though. Golly, help it. Help me. Help me. It is dark. It's doubt. Oh yeah. That's a Uh, good movie. Uh it came out in two thousand eight. And it's a good one, yeah. It's the acting for me. Like I just, uh, Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I loved. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> Amy Adams, who is just adorable. And yes. Viola Davis, who um, was in the she movie. She bossed that one. Smooth. I want to say yeah. five minutes. Like she, she might have said 20 words. Like it, it was such a small part and she still got an acting nomination, uh, an Academy Award nomination. I think she might've won it. Um, she got nominated. She was nominated. She got nominated. She didn't, it was like the small yeah. snippet. So that just really speaks to the level she can go to. But um, Meryl Streep, who my goodness, if I ever see her, I just want to <laughs> like, I just, I mean, she could play Malcolm X at this point. Like I just, I <laughs> I'm here for that. I'll watch that. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. Um so I saw doubt in a, like a like a like a a play. Like it, it was a play and I saw yeah. a community theater and thought this is really cute. I think this is adorable. Um and that was like a I think a a year or two before the movie came out and anytime I see it come up now in community theater around, I want to go see it. it I, mm. I love the story. Uh, said in 1964, now I'm reading from Wikipedia. It's 1964. Um, it's also Catholicism, which Meryl Streep plays the head nun. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a priest and the whole premise of it is just, was he icky with this child or was he not? The child was black. And so there are many threads of, and Viola Davis, of course, plays the mother of the son um, in question who may or may not have been a victim. So the. I was going to say he was, he was the only black student at the school, right? But yeah. that, that was kind of like, 
that was, was like, kind of like the thing is he was yeah. paying so much attention to him. Right. And so yeah. Amy Adams, I think, plays the vice nun. That's not what they're called, but it grand acting by everyone involved. I just loved how well this was written and adapted for the screen and how the actors really encompass the roles. I think Meryl Streep, she had this, the old Irish accent. Mm. Like I just, it was great. Yeah. That's my number one favorite movie of all time. I will watch it every time it comes on. Um, Let me think. It's a tough, it's a tough watch though. You know, when you think about it, it's, it's, it's great because of the acting, like you said, but it's, it can be, I don't know. Like when I first originally saw it, I was like, man, this is tough, but it was so good. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like when you see it now, but the vindication and stuff that you kind of feel toward at the end and how you feel about it, it, it that's a good feeling, you know, cause, but it's, yeah, it was really, really, really well done. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was good in a lot of things that he's done. He, uh, he was, he was really good in this. He made you just despise the man, mm-hmm. you know, and just creeped you all the heck out. And I mean, Meryl Streep now, I'm not her biggest fan, and that's um, just no. But listen, but listen, but listen. I disconnect noise. But listen, but listen. I acknowledge her greatness. I acknowledge her greatness. I just don't. I just. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's ever since. I think it's ever since I watched The Devil Wears Prada. Her character really turned me off <laughs> in that one. What? Yeah. She, she was so mean. She was so mean to them early on. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but she's great. I will, I completely acknowledge. It. I think it's that thing where, you know how sometimes you, maybe this is just me being a sports fan, like you get tired of seeing the same team or person win all the time. <laughs> she wins literally everything all the time. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. That's maybe that's what it is. So Meryl like Streep is what the Tom Brady of. She's the goat of of, of actress of actor. I mean, it could be acting. Let's not even say actresses. Yeah, Act- say acting for sure. She's up there, and you know, uh, from the, the like the other side of the coin to her, but it's somebody I actually I, I do like is um, oh, what's his name? The guy that uh, uh, the, the guy that was in. Um, Oh, what's his name? I'm losing it now. He uh, he was in the most recent movie. He was in. He, I think he won. An, he was the one that played Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln in the Lincoln movie. Um, good grief! Why can't I think? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. I love Daniel Day Lewis. I I do too. And I think, see, in my mind, he is like he's at the top too. It's like like mm-hmm. she and she and him. I think are like one A, one B, or just both one or whatever. They're both very good. <laughs> So like, okay, I can see that. And he was good in Lincoln. I thought that was a great movie. Yeah, and he was did you ever see There Will Be Blood? No. Oh, it's a great movie. It's so There Will Be Blood. Yeah, it's well, about a about an oil boom kind of it's it's very it's a strange movie. It's very um it's dark. Was there it's a based, shooting scene? Does it have a yeah, weird guy with a limp in it? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Are you think are you thinking of uh No Country for Old Men or something like that? Yeah. Also a great movie. Like a shot up a, a sawed off shotgun and the guy has like a bowl cut and he's walking in the limb and he's hiding behind the car. That was a that good I don't movie. know about. 
Okay, there will yeah. be blood though. It's, it's it's totally it's not really a shoot 'em up kind of thing. It's a straight up just acting masterclass by Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> if you've never if you've never seen it, you should. It's it's long and it's kind of slow, but it's so well acted and so uh, it's really really good. Um, but yeah, cool. That's I mean, I doubt is really good. I mean, I I remember Kyle and I watching that together. Um, pretty sure we just like back in what two thousand eight. After it was available to watch at home, we watched it at home, and and there were several times we both like kind of glanced at each other across the room, like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. what's going oh, on here? And yeah. yeah, I love all that. I love that heavy stuff. I know, I know, but I mean, it was in a good way. We we're like looking at each other, like, can you believe this? Like, this is great. This is crazy. Yeah. What's going on? And you can land kind of in a different, like, you can watch it with someone and they think one part, one thing happened and you think the other, and then it like usually creates a, a good conversation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. like I, sure. I love those kind of movies. Um, so that is my number one favorite, excuse me, honorable mention would be Rent the musical. I watched that so oh. many times. Um, Rent. I know. And I watched it and I had, when I was dating my husband, I made him watch it because I was like, okay, we need to watch Schindler's List. I made the violin solo of Schindler's List. That's like a piece of music that changed my life. And I want you to watch Rent. And I made him watch it like twice. And I wanted to get his emotion from it. And he was like, are you trying to tell me that you have AIDS? And I'm like, no, I just <laughs> I just want you to watch it. It's so great. <laughs> trying to tell me you have AIDS. That's what he said to me. He was like, "Is that, is that was, how you? Is that how you would break it to him if you did? You'd show him rent." That's what he thought. We were dating at the time, and I was just like, "I, I really want you to watch this movie. It's so great." And I was so excited. And then when it, you know, final credits, I'm the lights come up, and I'm my eyes are all big, and I'm like, "What did you think?" And he was like, "Are you HIV positive?" And I was like, "What? No." <laughs> That's so funny. Rent is uh, rent is rent is one Kyla. Kyla really likes rent as well. I I took her to see the um like the the touring company Mm -hmm. theatrical performance or whatever, and I didn't hate it. I'm not I'm not big musical guy. I like a few, but there are a couple songs in there that just are like nails on a chalkboard for me. But I'm just. I'm I sorry. bet I can tell which. Hold on. Go ahead Take and guess. Or leave me. Uh, and, which one is that one? How does that one go? Sing it for me, Shannon. No. See, I don't uh, know the title. Okay, I'll tell you the ones. Okay, the one, the one, one of them is that "Today for You, Tomorrow for Me" mm-hmm. song. That one just it annoys the crud out of me. Yeah. It has nothing to do. Has none of these. None of this has nothing to do with the subjects of the songs or anything <laughs> like that. It's just the song. It's just the song itself. Um. The other one is the um the tonight the one where she's singing to him about going out tonight or whatever mm-hmm. that the, the the girl is singing to yeah Ro- roger is his name roger yeah. or is okay okay so he's singing to she's singing to him and then the whole light my candle thing i those <laughs> i can do without i can do without that <laughs> yes i get it no i i mean i like the musical is good though. The show is good. I'll, I'll give it that. I just, there's just a couple songs that you're like, just, ah! I can't, I can't get. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, 
Wait, what what's the other one is? Number one. What's my number one? Okay, so my number one <clears throat> is no, no, it was also robbed of the best picture, and but it was robbed by your boy Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves, which was a great movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> if not a little too long, if not a little too long, it was a good movie. But this movie is my absolute favorite movie of all time. I will watch it any day, any night, all time of day. And it's Goodfellas. Goodfellas? I haven't Goodfellas. seen that. My gosh, it's amazing. It's based on a true story. True, oh. because it's told by, told by the guy. Um, I mean, it's based on the, uh, the book called Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi. So it's, it's written about a, an actual uh, guy named Henry Hill who... Um, yeah, who started as a young kid in uh, in the mob in New York and in Brooklyn, and um, a kid later. Yeah, he grew up, you know, in in that in that life, and then later in life, after all his dealings and everything, he ends up going into the witness protection program and and basically informing, being an informant against the mob. But it stars uh, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, um, Paul Sorvino, Mira Sorvino's dad, uh, Lorraine Bracco. So all sorts of great people in it. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson has a very small part. He doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make it very long. You like Sammy. Um, oh, did he die? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could say that. Uh, <laughs> he, um, okay. So, but this, this movie hits on uh, one, it's, it's real, uh, that, which always kind of amazed me. Once you see it, you'll, 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 you know, you'll understand too. Two, um martin scorsese directed it i'm also a big fan of martin scorsese's uh Mm -hmm. but the music is great again awesome soundtrack it's like the um you know 60s 70s kind of time period so uh, a lot of you know good music back then that's included in in the movie but um so yeah i love i love the mob stuff the mafia stuff that's always intrigued me Mm -hmm. um and this is the best one i know a lot of people talk about the godfather which is great of course um, there are several others, but this one is my absolute most favorite movie. And if you've not seen it, you have to see it because it's awesome. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Absolutely great. That one first because that sounds fun. Okay, can you just spoil it for me? He what informant? Did he die? Was he killed? Um, Henry he- Hill. Uh, did he die? He did not. He did not. It does not die in the movie. He lived until 2012. He passed so away in 2012. Being in witness protection, they didn't find him and kill him. No, no, he was put into witness protection and and lived until 19 or until 2012. What? And Jimmy? Yeah, Hoffa? that's cool. there were. He did at some point. I mean, I think at some point along the way, most of the guys that would have been looking for him that were still around or had been around, they were all dead or in prison. So they there was like nobody else really out there looking for him. But after, but after so long, he did interviews. Like I saw an interview he did one time, I think it was um, actually with like Howard Stern or somebody. And he was actually drove around New York city and he literally pointed out places where they had buried bodies and stuff way back in that day when he was doing that stuff. And they were going around doing those things. And it's, it's crazy, but you you have to watch it. It's amazing. I think you'll love it. Okay. I think Marcus will love it. I wonder, I bet he, oh, I don't know if he's seen it or not. But he's yeah. got a great, got a great vibe. Selections for movie night for Marcus. I know. Weekend. 
Joe Joe Pesci is like this. He's like the epitome of little man syndrome in the movie. He's this little guy, but he takes no <laughs> crap. He takes no he takes no crap off no one. Gives no f's about anything. Yeah, and and it it gets downright gruesome in a couple of scenes with some of the things that they do. But uh, it's very much worth watching. Okay. Very much. So that's your number one. Do you have any honorable number one? Um, you know, think about it. I was thinking about it a little bit earlier today. Honorable <laughs> mentions. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Tombstone, not a cinematic masterpiece, but I love that movie. Another Western. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah, there's definitely others. Like we talked about all the the Tarantino ones. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of his. So all of his. Django Unchained is is one of my favorites because I love the interaction between uh, Jamie Foxx's character and um, Christoph Waltz, the the German guy, uh, plays the doctor that he he travels with. Um, I just love their interactions together. Uh, so that one's why right up there for sure. I know my family went all together to see it, and I can't remember why I didn't go. It's is really 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 good, and it's uh, Kerry Washington's in it as well. Um, yeah, she's in there. Samuel Jackson again is in there, and his part. You, you his like part is Jay. well. It's the it's the directors, right? Like Tarantino, Scorsese. He's in, in a lot of those, but he his his role in uh, Django is he's great. He's absolutely great. Um, so yeah, so that's another one. But I'm sure I could think of tons if given the time. But that's probably dangerous. So, but that's my yeah, that's my list. You gave that's me cool. Good movies to watch. So prepare the text thread. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna start with Goodfellas. Probably I'm gonna put number one. Yeah, Goodfellas is Goodfellas for sure. Unforgiven also is like I said is very good. I think I think you would like it if. Okay. Yeah. A, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say it's kind of a it's a slower paced western kind of thing. So if you, you, you know, but it'll like Gene Hackman in that is such a a good bad guy that like it's hard not to want to watch and see what happens with him and, and everything based on just how good he is as far as acting in that movie. So yeah, definitely a good one to watch. And I will, I've already put down the family stone. I'll definitely need to check that one out. Cause I've not seen that one. So I'll check that one out for sure. Okay. Like and Keaton. She's kooky. I like, I like, oh. I like her. I like her in uh, what is the, 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 um, first wife's club. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't be me. And that wouldn't be one for me. But the uh <laughs> the, no, the other ones with her in it, the um the, the Father of the Bride, like those movies. Oh yeah. 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 Yep, those are good ones. Um, what movie do you cry in movies? What movie makes you cry? Makes me cry. Um, no, I don't cry in movies. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> There's you there's guys, one I wish you could see the face he just made. You know what a cry? No, no, there's one movie that will get me every time, probably even more so uh since my dad passed away, um, you know, some years a few years back. Uh, and that is uh the um another Kevin Costner movie, um, Field of Dreams. At the end, at the end of the movie, have you seen Field of Dreams? Mm-mm. You've never okay. No, that on your list. Baseball movie. Come on. It's it doesn't. It's not a baseball movie. It's a, it's a it's a life movie. You got to It's baseball's in there, but it's life. It's about life. His life, and it's a life movie in general. 
but and it's got a little supernatural kind of stuff that plays into it, but it's, it's really good. What? Um, at the end though. So the whole idea is that he builds this baseball field out in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. Um, and not to get too, too deep into the, you know, the weeds or whatever, but he uh, you know, and these old ball players start coming back through the cornfields to play on this baseball field. Oh. Um, and one Wait, of them in real life one, or ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're ghosts. So to speak, but if you step, if you step on the, but if you step onto the field, you cross over onto the field with them, you can interact with them physically. Like they're not, you're not going to put your hand through them if you go out to like shake their hands or something. Oh, okay. But if they step, but if they step off the field, like they can't come off the field. Okay. Um, so uh, another one, uh, like Goodfellas, Ray Liotta's in it. He plays Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, the movie is based on a book um that's kind of centers around shoeless joe which i I also read that uh back in the day some years back which is good but so at the end of the movie um his dad uh kevin costner's father was a minor league baseball player that never got to play in the big leagues uh that was kind of always his dream and it turns out that the whole idea behind this mystical event that caused him to build the field was to ease his dad's pain and let, let him be able to come back and not only be able to play with these players, but then also to, for the two of them to interact again. And so at the wow. end, he goes onto the field. His dad's there. His dad looks at him, says, you know, hey, is this heaven? And then his reply, which is classic, is uh, Kevin Cosner says, no, it's Iowa. So it's kind of a joke, but <laughs> they, which is always just kind of funny, but he, he looks at his dad. His dad doesn't really, his dad doesn't, it's almost like he does recognize that it's his son, but he, but how would he know? Right. Cause he's so much older and yeah. And he's younger as like before, but he obviously knows it's his dad. And so as his dad's kind of walking off back towards the cornfield to go away, Kevin Coster calls out to him and says, Hey dad, do you want to have a catch? And the movie f- closes on the two, just the two of them out in the dark on this baseball field, the lights on just the two of them having a father son catch and that he never really got to have with his dad. And, um, you know, and he gets to meet his little, his daughter. So he got to meet his, you know, his grandchild, Aww. which is kind of cool. Aww. But that whole scene at the end when he says, dad, you know, in a kind of a cracked voice, you know, you want to have a catch? Yes, that will get me. That's like yeah. the one that, that will get me. Um, but that's, I mean, okay. th- I, there, there I may be some others. How are you talking about it, man? Yeah, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Um, James Earl Jones is in that movie and he's, he's good in it, you know, and uh, Hey, yeah. I want to talk about James Earl Jones. Okay. Do we need a James Earl Jones podcast episode? No, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, did you see the Coming to America? Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. The new one? Mm, no, 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 no. I watched the old one, but I haven't watched it. Don't yet. watch it. It was terrible. But James Old Jones was in the new one, mm-hmm. like for a minute and for a little bit. And um, he's, you know, like a thousand years old. And I just, I think he's going to die this year. I don't know. That's weird to say. <sighs> I feel it. He's Darth he, Vader. He already lost he's Darth Vader. What? He's Darth Vader. He's the voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Are you for real? I'm one million percent for real. He's not. He's not in the suit, but he's the voice. It's amazing. It, yeah, it's, it's, Darth, it's that's James Earl Jones. <laughs> I did not know that, Luke. I am your. Yep. That's that's James. Earl. Okay, no, brand new information. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Did not know that. <laughs> Um, I just feel like I feel like uh, we lost Cicely Tyson we're also 
Betty White is going to die this year. You heard it here. First. I don't say that. Don't say that. I just don't say I that. feel like, hey, 2021. It's a national treasure. I know. But so is Cicely Tyson. I think they're all yeeting know, off the planet here. Here's my three. So, they're all what? Yeeting off the planet this year. <laughs> they're flying off. The, okay. Okay. I think that um, uh, Betty White and <sighs> Earl Jones will die. Oh. What if they died holding hands? What? That's <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> I hate they have, that. A, they have a notebook type indie. No, God, that's terrible. Sorry. I no, took it there. I'm fine with that. Mm-mm. You you couldn't find two better people to, to die together. I'll tell you that right I, now. I totally could. Well, I'm I'm just saying it. I don't know. Betty White though is a <laughs> national treasure. That lady. Yes. No. It would. It's gonna hurt. I just feel like. <laughs> I feel like that this year. Why are you doing this to me? I know. Just prepare yourself. Also, did you know Shatner is like ninety? He just turned ninety. Yeah, he can go though. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just saying. kidding, but you're like you're like <laughs> legit, like yeah, he's fine, whatever. He can yeet off on the planet all he wants. Yeah, so it's, fine. it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. Shatner. Okay, he was he was to me the best thing that he was in, which also shows how just how crazy I am. I loved him in Boston Legal. Marcus will say, uh, "Star Trek idiot." Yeah. I loved him <laughs> in Boston Legal because him and my boo of all time. Um, boo of all time. Oh my gosh. I can't think of his name. Who was James Spader. Oh, I am in love with this man. He's, James Spader. Okay. He's I like James Spader. He's so kooky. He's. He is. In every interview. In every interview. He is such a weirdo. And I. I love it. But. But he's the he's the kind of weirdo you like, right? Yes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yes. He, he um. I'm Him trying to think. Bateman, if you, hey, Jason Bateman, uh, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Jason Bateman, I like, oh yeah, he's Kyla loves Jason Bateman too. Yeah, yes. Another another good one. He um. Yeah, he's he's good. He's real good. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't want Betty White to go. Come on. How old's Betty White? Okay, Google. She's 25. She's what? <laughs> She's 25 in my book. No. Betty White. Betty White. I'll tell you. Betty White is. Betty White is 99 years old as of January. Dude, homie. Hey, hey, hey. It's time. No, she's still getting around great. She no, lived to 199. No one has seen Betty White in. Ma'am, she's been on TV like in in recent years. Like she's still working, I think. No, she's not. Come on now, hold on. I'll tell you. I'm looking this last up time TMZ saw Betty White. <laughs> well, she did. Okay, in in 2019, she did a voice in Toy Story 4. Oh, love. That's two years ago. Two years ago. That was two years ago. That's, that's not bad. Oh, 2021. She's going to be in an untitled Lifetime Christmas movie. So there you go. 
Okay, we'll see. <laughs> she might have already filmed her part. I don't know. Maybe they'll do hologram. Hologram oh, Betty White. Uh, I wonder if they do that for like old people. They're like, hey, let's shoot your part first. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> you never know. We're not saying it. She's like, why am I on the on the schedule for 5 a.m.? Yeah. No, she got First day of the shoot. 99. Come on, man. You just said she gone. She gone. They used to say that on Duck Dynasty. Now my kids say love watching Duck Dynasty. They did. uh, uh, Betty White, I just, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, I did not put (laughs) this out in the universe. Shannon did this to you. Shannon Lewis did this to you. Tell Sicily I love her when you see her, when you get to heaven. Yeah, we'll see you at the crossroads, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bone Thugs and Harmony. Hey. Oh, dude. Winning. Oh, dude. You're winning. You're winning. Thank you for talking to me about your favorite movies. Hey, for sure. Thank you for having me again. A blast. Oh, as always. As always. The theme music is a lo-fi hip-hop situation by Wise Band. And this podcast is produced by the... Dallas Stacy. A couple things I need you to remember. I would bet my last dollar that Patsy Ramsey wrote that ransom note. And all lives can't matter until the brown ones do too. My name is Shannon, and have you noticed my salt and pepper bangs? <laughs> <laughs>